This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Um, Saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming at you. Um, we're going to catch you up on the rest of the rutcation um and shotgun season first shotgun season and what our plan is for the rest of the season here um we love catching you guys up we know people want to hear the stories especially when we get a buck down so we'll get you guys caught up real quick and uh get back into the content that's not us and people that actually know how to kill deer <laughs> um let's get into people that make this possible we're going to start out with the vip veteran broadhead um, combat veteran guys we've been talking about it homie got to send one i'm itching hard hitting the urban public uh does are gonna die is all i'm gonna say, say i know you're gonna get a bunch of opportunities yeah. to send it and really so, wh- like what are your expectations just pretty I, much what yeah. you've seen with yeah, me yeah that's what i want it's clean just pass done. through just yeah. done blood trails insane carnage 50 yards dead deer you know fall in sight that's what i'm expecting so yeah. um i'm going tomorrow 
hopefully try it out and uh and see what happens so um maybe maybe i'll shoot another buck wife was like taxidermist bill is gonna be high if you kill three bucks every year i'm like well i said we're gonna have to add on the house too because <laughs> it's getting out of hand but whatever it takes right whatever it takes um you got a vip veteran broadhead shout out yeah this week's vip veteran broadhead shout out is jonathan shirley he was in the navy for eight years and um Unfortunately, did not get any more information than that, but um, just want to thank him for doing them eight years and allowing us to send this podcast and um, have a good time doing it. <coughs> want to thank you from Whitetail Legacy and the VIP family. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Uh, appreciate your service. Eight years, pretty long time out there, so uh, we appreciate it. And uh, let's get into uh, Sitlock. Um, still out there, wrecking, I'm, I'm still out there rocking the tactic suit, man. Warming up, um, I think the high was like forty today. You just live or, live and die by the tactic yeah. Suit. Just that's all I got. You know, what I mean, I got <laughs> right. I got two tactic suits, so I layer up and wear it, and uh, that thing is pretty solid. I would say, but being being serious, like two of them, like that's I yeah, mean, you're you're solid, real solid. So I like to layer up, and then I wear double double tactic suits and and get out there and send it uh, i like how it's not real heavy so you still being able to mo- be able to move with with two two suits on um a lot a lot of a lot of uh brands are like to get that warmth they get that like puffiness to the bulk, them the bulk. you're not gonna be able to wear two of them no no <laughs> so, I, no let's get into ecw calls all your custom call needs Still rocking the grunt tubes out there. I don't know if I've ever grunted in. I was thinking about this. I don't know if I've ever grunted in a buck late season. I don't no. know if I've ever tried it before. Nope. So if any of the listeners have tried grunting a buck in late season, message us and let us know if it worked. I'm going to say just my general encounters with a buck in late season. After like December 10th, dude, I don't I don't have hardly anything. Yeah. And I've trust me, where I've hunted, I've got an ass load of food. Mm-hmm. Just... And I mean, I've got some decent bedding close to it, and just I've not not got them on that pattern. So yeah, I'm hoping this year I can get get something figured out and see what happens, go from there. But I might try it. I might just if I see like a two year old, I might try a grunt and just see what happens. I've never yeah, I've never grunted one. I don't you know you'd think that they wanted to avoid bucks this time and kind of get like, get back ah, on the food. I want to get my ass kicked again. I'm just trying <laughs> to get get out here and get some corn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into Ingram's outdoor obsession. Um, first shotgun season, he said, was a little slow. We experienced it, too. We're going to talk about that in this episode. Um, I think he had eight bucks come in, and then he had another eight after that during the week. So yep. he normally has – he had 16. He normally has 25-30 on average. So it was definitely a low year. Um, yep. But everybody we talked to, no one's seen yeah, anything moving. No one's seen nothing. Brutal. Um, brutal – first shotgun season so all right let's get into the show and uh and get this content out for him so it is today's the 29th the 29th so we're recording this a little earlier early and uh getting it out to you guys we wanted to break it up so it wasn't you listen to us every week um but today's 29th um we have another buck down for the team um and um, that is literally the only buck that we've seen during shotgun season. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So when we left off, it was the on the way home from Missouri. On the way home from Missouri on the 16th. So you hunted that whole week. I see. I t- yep. I went right back to work, um, right after Missouri, 
Yeah, so um, we got home the 16th, dropped me off at 1.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. So obviously I wasn't going to hunt the 17th in the morning. Um, I've been hunting hard all week. Decided to just take the whole day off, spend it with the kids. Um, you did the same. You mm-hmm. didn't go out. 18th, you went back to work. And I went on a whole another week by myself. Little adventure, I guess. Um, 18th, I went to the scrape tree. So interesting fact. Um, we put a blog out about this. How close we were to getting it done or how close Cody and I had been to a deer that we know of off trail cam pole. Cody sends me pictures from the mobile cam. The 17th chaos comes from the north, goes right in front of the mobile cam, goes south into a bedding area at 634. At 648, he comes out of that bedding area and is going west, which we know locks into the big timber. Do you think you think he went south, even though he went west on cam, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, he could have went west and stayed west, yeah. and then went north and then come back south. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he because then at two thirty we had him on the north mobile. Mm-hmm. But either way, like he's going west at six forty eight. So I mean, he was literally dinking around there. He didn't get too far away from the first time. And then at two thirty four in the morning, he's on the north mobile up by the food plot, the wagon blind, um, in the corner of the property. So I know he's in the area. Like, I mean, he is literally right there. And when he's on the North Mobile, he's coming south into the property. So um, I'm I'm at the property at 530. So, we, I mean, we got a three-hour gap there. And Cody had sent me all these when he woke up. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So he's up, he's up north somewhere, middle of the property. I'm like, maybe he'll come cruising back here like he did last night. I'll get like a last five, ten-minute light opportunity at him. So I'd already planned on doing an all-day sit. Bud Heavy had just daylighted there on Saturday at 448. So um, now I know that both bucks have been in at least that area within the last 48 hours. Um, I sat there all day. I had a button buck midday, and I believe that was the only deer I've seen. Seen some does early, right? Without the next day. No, I didn't see any does there. No? No. Um, the 19th, I went back there. We had a 18th Monday was a straight west wind all day, just straight west. 19th was a west going to northwest, so I went back to the scrape tree, just hoping hours on stand was going to prevail, at least an opportunity. Um, nothing on the mobile cams overnight, and... I seen another button buck midday, and that was the only deer I s- I had moved Tuesday afternoon to the bedding area. Um, I'd seen a button buck earlier than midday. It was like 10.30. And then um, Cody and I talked about me moving, moved back to the bedding area, took everything down, put everything back up, didn't see anything back in the bedding area. I want to go back to the 18th real quick. We had chaos on cam after I pulled that cam later in the week. We had chaos on cam on the 18th going north off the property at 634. So all day that I had sat on the 18th. So on the south of the property at? The 17th at 630. Yeah. 
He's on the north of the property at 2.30 in the morning, and then he's leaving the north end at 6.30. So he's on the property all day. He's on the property all day. Literally probably 150 yards from me bedded in the creek Mm -hmm. with no doe. That we know of. That we know of, yeah. Yeah, that didn't go straight north. Didn't have any does on cam, like, before. And if they're on that cam that he was on, then... I would have, we would have, we would have got him. So he just hanging out. Um, the 20th, I went down to my private piece. I had a doe come in early. Um, I was going to shoot her, but by the time I could have shot her, I didn't, wasn't able to get it on film. She kind of knew I was, I was there. I was self filming. And then I had two yearlings come in. I wasn't going to shoot them. Um, they come in about a little after eight and then it was dead, dead until about 10 o'clock. And then I heard I was running, I was actually starting a time lapse. Um, it was pretty sunny that day and I was just going to get a time lapse of like the sun moving on the trees in the woods. And I said, I knew as I, as soon as I started this time lapse, I'm going to see a deer and the time lapse di- didn't even last a second once I stop it. And um, this buck had come in and run five does out of this bedding area. And any of the deer that I had seen before this weren't even in that bedding area. So there was potentially eight does in that area. Um, And they had all ran behind me on the opposite ridge, ran right down, downwind. I said, well, that's, I said, there's a buck behind them, you know, five does running. Um, no tails up, all tails down. So I'm like, okay, there's a buck coming. And I finally see him about two and a half minutes later. Um, it looks to be a really solid 10 pointer and I get, I get the camera on him. I'm running my small lens because all my shots are going to be at 28 yards most. So at 28 yards with the small lens, I can crop in a little bit. It'll look really good. Um, all the rest of my shooting lanes are 18 to 23 yards. And, um, so that's, that's why I have the small lens on self filming. So I'm trying to get that extra wide angle. As long as I get him on the camera, we should be able to make it work. Um, so I have to do, so I get a little bit of him. I'm trying to grunt at him. He's not really having any of that. Um, stop recording him, get the digital zoom on. And then I'm like super lost on the camera where he's at. And then I get just like a little five, eight second glimpse of him leaving, leaving the camera. And then I don't know. I don't know where he went, what he did. Um, And he's gone. And then the rest of the day, I seen a small six pointer come in with about 20 minutes of light left. Thursday, I went back to that stand. I seen... One doe in the morning, um, I tried to shoot her. Um, I was trying to get it on film. Didn't work out. So, didn't didn't shoot her. Um, that was super early. It worked just like that doe the previous morning. Um, about the same time, too. And then I sat until 11. Didn't see anything the rest of the day. And by that point, I was, I was needing a break because I knew the weekend I was going to hit it hard with shotgun coming. So, Thursday, I come home. Um, got some footage sorted, um, did a little bit of editing 
And then the 22nd, Friday, opening shotgun, went to the pinch stand on the creek um, where it was absolute money last year. We we haven't really seen that same activity this year, but um, was willing to try a fresh sit on a on a new spot. With but we haven't hunted that stand all year. Literally, you're hung, the only person no. that's hunted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hung that stand um, June 30th mm-hmm. when we put the food plot in. So, <clears throat> literally, nobody's been there. Just kind of been on the outskirts. Um, pulled that card on the way out, and literally, no bucks have been there on cam. But we also have the road a little more. They've been there. Chaos has been there. Yeah. The Big Eight's been there. So, so they're just not hitting the creek. They're I, using the north I'm going to say it. we have that road um, a lot more traveled this year with vehicles as far as like trying to be smart about checking trail cams, um, getting the equipment in for the food plot stuff, getting a wagon blind in. So we have a lot more of a path made this year than we did last year. So we're and there's a scrapes on that edge. So we're just thinking the the deer are going right behind the cam instead of using that creek draw. I did see two does that morning, and they did. They basically skirted that that cam, and they're crossing about fifty, sixty yards north of the of that cam. That cam's also been junked too. That cam's also so we been don't taking know. an ass load of picks for yeah, no reason. Yeah, and we got a bunch of ass picks, just half a deer. Yeah, so it, it'll take a picture of nothing. And then next thing you know, there'll be a deer, but you just get an ass pick. And yeah. it ha- there's 37 picks on the card. F- and literally 2,200 of them are for There's 3,700 picks, not 37. Yeah, 3,700 yeah, 3, picks. Yeah, 3,700 picks, yeah. 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 And, and 2,200 of them are for two days. Yeah, so we don't know what the cam's missing. Um, it's got good battery life, it says. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it's really solid. It's taking picks. It's just not taking picks It was super solid last year, but this year it hasn't. So, um, Friday, I pulled, pulled the three cards from three cams on my way out. Um, I knew I was going to be going back to the wagon blind in the afternoon. So, um, my access or leaving or how to get to the truck wasn't going to hurt pulling them cards, pulled them, looked at them on when I got home to eat lunch, looked at them, had Bud Light on a scrape on the north um, had chaos going into that bedding. That's when I seen him at 6.30 on that day. I did all day sit. Other than that, wasn't much on Bud camp. Light was on there. Yeah, Bud Light was on the stealth cam on that Or Bud Heavy was on there too, you said, right? Or no? I don't on think the video? So. Nope. No? Nope. He was not on video. So he has not been on the on the Moultrie at all. Hmm. Um, I had, I, I'm pretty sure Bud Light was on there though. So... I go Friday night to the wagon blind, just kind of going off where the mobile cam's at, what it's showing. Um, I feel like anytime we get Bud Bud Heavy on the Motric or on the mobile cam, he's running like the high line cedar up out of the grass, right on the property line, and then he's like angling across mm-hmm. the food plot up into the neighbors on the north. So I was sitting there in the morning, and I was like, ah, I could shoot that, but it'd be a lot better if I was in the wagon blind and he did that. It'd take like a 125-yard shot down to like a 60-yard shot. So I was like, getting it done is more important than where I hunt, so I'm just trying to get it done. I got a lot better option about what I can shoot, but 
then again, like we always talk about hunting, hunting in the blind, like you just feel like you miss so much. And then that was the first time I'd sat in there by myself or anybody had sat in there by himself. And dude, you could miss so much in that thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, Saturday morning we had went back to the wagon blind and we didn't, we saw one deer. (laughs) It was running off the road into our property, down to the creek. And the neighbor shot it. And then the neighbor shot it <laughs> on the mobile cam. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, Saturday, we, we got out. We took a decent break. Friday, I was only out of the stand for an hour and hour and a half. Um, getting back into the wagon blind, and was it going to be a big deal? Pretty much the only hang-up was is checking the Moultrie video because mm-hmm. we have it set on video mode. Um and then Saturday we took, we sit, we actually sat pretty late. Till 11 almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. till 11. And then, yeah, because it was like 1.30 when I got, I was like, well, I'm going to have to be there at 1.30 because I packed in the lone wolf, was trying to bread trail him back on cam, um, chaos and butt heavy, both of them coming from the north on cam at dark, really close to flirting with the time. So I was like, if I can get back on the road, um, where we think they're coming, maybe maybe I can make something happen. So I packed in the lone wolf Saturday night, um, trying to make something happen, and I didn't I didn't see a deer. Maybe I think I think on the twenty fifth of October when we hunted and we had an encounter with sunshine, I'm pretty sure Bud Light was over in that grass running a doe hot and hard. And we thought maybe um, a couple of deer might have been bedded in that grass and had worked towards a scrape tree. And then that's kind of like the ultimate decision why it had set up there. And then um, Cody was taking the family out for, for their first hunt, or mm-hmm. more, more so Rainer's first hunt. So um, we'll leave it off there for you. Yeah, so Rainer's first hunt, um, that's the whole, pretty much the whole reason I built the wagon blind, tried to get it done. Um, this year to get in there during shotgun season i told him that he could go this year um he had actually put a lot of time in with me building not really building just really banging on stuff with a hammer (laughs) acting like he's building or sick drawing with my pencil that i need to measure you know right you know 79 inches i can't find it because he's drawing smiley faces (laughs) on the wall but uh um he was really excited um, I talked to the wife. I said, "Hey, you ought to, you ought to go." So we took the other two kids down to Grandma's, and she watched. And my wife came out there with me, and I said, "It'd be cool for you to be there the first hunt with them." Um, you know, I don't know how much you remember it for, uh, but it's still cool for her. You know, she, her and you will remember it, yeah. regardless, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's his first hunt. You could also help me, you know, try to keep him occupied in the blind because he's four. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we talked about taking the tablet, and I was like, ah, let's not do it. You know, let's let's see how, you know, which fo- how focused he could be. We got in there at, like, 2.30 probably, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, he's just got to make it, like, three hours. Like, can yeah. he make it three hours? And uh, Like, definitely three hours will be down. Yeah, and uh, he uh, we got in there. He walked all the way down the road by himself, which is pretty solid. That's Dude, pretty good jaunt. I tell you what, that last hill to get up there is... Yeah. is it's a pretty good jaunt. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the corn, and he was like, you know, then I had to pack him in. So I got the wife carrying the gun, and I'm carrying my backpack with all the filming stuff, and we got him. 
we get in the blind and of course this is his first time like in the blind with it out so he's going over the this window and this window and <laughs> he's got the binoculars backwards you know looking i think you can see in- better that way than like because you got to get the eye focused the other way Oh yeah, but the other way, you know, it looks like it's far away. But he's like, <laughs> right. "Look, no, nothing over there, nothing over here." And, and like the blind when you're walking around on it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's loud, it's echoey. Yeah, it's echoey inside. You yeah. know, I I didn't get it finished 100 percent because I just wanted to get it out there. I wanted to put some pink board on the floor, some carpet. Didn't get any of that done, so it's literally plywood floor, and uh, we had brought some some color you know some markers and stuff and he's like drawing a map of where the deer are going to come from and making an x and he's like right here is where they're going to come from and uh the way we got the blind set up is we got the back windows are in but they got like a camouflage cover over them so like you can just peek out of them so you don't get skylined if something's out in the plot so uh we're it's getting late and he's like i you know i want to go Basically, I want to go home, and I'm like, well, let's break the phone out so that we, you know, we made it like two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. I'm well, like, that's pretty solid. Let's break the phone out so, I, you know, you can play a game on there or watch a video. So, literally, like 10 minutes in, he's watching the video, and for some reason, I'm talk. I told, I talked to my wife. I'm like, like there's like z- negative 50 percent chance I kill a deer tonight. <laughs> like, like there's, and I was trying to decide whether i was going to kill a doe if a doe came out what was i going to do and uh i talked to the wife i said i think if a doe comes out i'll go ahead and you know just so he can go hunting get out of the stand go up see the deer understand like the whole process of where like what we do when i say i go hunting you know what i mean and uh like 10 minutes before shooting lights over for some reason i look out the back window and on our cedar line, there's a buck. I'm like, okay. That's, well, I see a body. I'm like, okay, that is definitely a buck. So my kid is sitting on my wife's lap now. And I'm like, okay. I I literally put the window back, the curtain. I'm like, <laughs> all right, nobody move. Try to be quiet. There's a buck out there. And my wife's like telling Rainer, you know, like, okay, there's a buck out there. We got to be quiet. She turns off the video. And, uh. So then I like I got a seat in front of that window because that's like where we expected the deer not to come from, and but uh, well, we kind of thought that's where we would kill. Yeah, we kind of uh, thought that the whole time. Like how many how many times did we sit there and just like look out the window like how sick would it be if there yeah. was just like a deer out there? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I had to move the chair and then open the window. I opened the window and I was like, okay. That is a buck. Got got my got the scope on. I'm like, okay, it's chaos. That's a buck that we talk about a lot on here. He's a five and a half year old, we believe, and he's probably right like high one thirties eight, yeah, low one forties. Like a, he's got really good main beams. They swoop up, good tie length. Out past his ears, probably nineteen wide, yeah, twenty yeah. wide, and uh, I seen this buck. And he was trotting along the edge. He's probably 70 yards. And I was like, okay, that's chaos. He's got a swooping beam on the left. I seen the left side. He's got a swooped up beam. I'm like, okay, that's chaos. Um, I literally closed the window again. And the camouflage. Yeah, the camouflage. Yeah. 
No, like the the actual window. Oh, you had the whole window yeah, open? Yeah, I had the whole window <laughs> open. So I like closed the window because I got to like readjust stuff because I want to get on one knee. To, oh, wow. So I had a chair in there and the chair I you, broke. I thought you were just doing what we were doing. Just, like, no, like I opened the window and was going to shoot him. <laughs> oh. And then like I couldn't get in there with the gun out and me stable with the chair there. So like I... I had a like a chair in there and it had broke and I was sitting on like a stool like you dove hunt off of. Right. So I moved the stool, moved the chair, opened the window again, <laughs> and at this time he's running, and I'm like, okay, it's now or never. If I shoot this deer, and I give him, you know, the mat, don't stop, mat, and he's like slowly that you know like, like the last taking the last couple steps, and I shoot him. I told homie, I was like, it's a 120-yard shot, like 125 when we ranged it. Yeah. And uh, just dropped him right there. And uh, my kid, you know, I scoped him. He dropped. I looked in there. My my kid's wife's like, the, they're like that face, like, okay, <laughs> did he get him? Did he not get him? What's going on? And uh, I pull my gun up again, and I see my kid out of my the corner of his eye. He's like, cover, going to cover his ears this time, you know what I mean? And uh, he's like, did you get him? I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, you shot a buck? You shot a buck? I said, yeah. And then he's like hopped off my wife's lap, walking around, putting his jacket back on because it was like 80 <laughs> degrees in the blind. He didn't have boots on, just socks, you know. <laughs> so he's like trying to get his shoes on. They're on the wrong feet. I'm like, hey, we're going to wait a second. We're going to let Ryan get up here. Then we'll go check him out. My wife's excited. You know, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, bro, you just got it done on a giant yeah, eight pointer that I'm we've like, been targeting for two years. I'm like, all right, you know, I showed my wife, I said, I just killed, you know, an eight pointer we've been chasing for two years. She knows the deer. She's seen the pictures of them. She sees me look at them on the camera trying to figure out what I'm going to do, but I've never figured out good enough to kill them. I just think that I got a plan, but it never works out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, it's the one that we call chaos, you know. I named that buck because Rainer was yeah. being dumb and we were out there, you know. Um, he's the one that, like, made the name. And uh, I was like, I just, you know, got it done. First time literally hunting with my kids. So first track job is a 193. <laughs> first time I hunt him, I just killed, you know, a 148, you know. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, this buck's down. It's not getting up. Uh, let homie get up here and we'll, you know, do some filming and we get out of the blind and yeah. Cause you, you tell me chaos. I mean, there's maybe 10 minutes of light left. Mm-hmm. You tell me, you call me on the phone. Cause I heard the shot and I was like, okay, he said, he said he might shoot a doe tonight, you know, just see what, what Rainer wanted to do. And, um, then I like maybe a minute and a half later, I get the phone call. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Buck down. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's chaos. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, you know. And, um, I mean, at that point, like, I mean, that's, like, almost the mm-hmm. target buck on the farm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just got down. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, let's go over there and get it. Yeah, and then you get up there. We all get out. And, like, Rainer, you know, he's jacked to get out there. Everybody goes out <laughs> there. And it's been dark this time, you know. It's pretty yeah. – we got a headlamp out. And uh, I go up there. I'm like, man, I'm going to get up there. It's going to be Bud Light or something, you know. And then we're walking, <laughs> and I shine. I'm like, man, it's not as wide as I was thinking it was. <laughs> and there lays Bud Light all in his glory. <laughs> but uh, um, he's a deer that we did not want to shoot. 
Um, we wanted to give another year, uh, but I was super jack still. Um, still a super solid deer. Like you look yeah. at what people shoot, it's it's right there with everybody. It's just you get to a certain point, and I'm for shooting whatever makes you happy and whatever gets you going. And that buck got me going. Like I was, I was more like amped up than the Missouri deer when I shot it. Like, oh really? And I don't know if it was because I thought it was chaos or like I, my kid was there or it was a shotgun and it was a long shot and I knew that I, like I had to nail this. Right. Like and I remember focusing real like okay you're on him, squeeze you know I like everything felt really good, even though it was really fast and I was like super foot. You talk about getting out of kill mode like. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a deer I want to shoot. Boom, you know, and it's down. And uh, I was super jack, and Rainer's out there, and he's checking him out, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, okay, yeah, now we killed. Now we're gonna take him home. He's like, yeah, now we're gonna eat him. So you know, he has that. So we drag him for like 50 yards. We load him in the truck. It's like the best ever. Me and you are <laughs> right? used to like the worst case scenario of getting a deer out. I mean, the e- easy drag, yeah, you know, yeah. it's perfect. And um. Uh, we load him up, and you got your car seat and all the gear in the back of the truck. <laughs> so I, I put my wife in the front, me and Rainer are right in the back, and he was talking to me, and he was like, I wanted to go home, but you said we should stay because a deer might show up, and then you shot a buck. And I'm like, you need to remember that the rest of your life. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, time and stand. That's why I was telling him. I was like, you know, I, I, daddy comes out and goes hunting all the time, and this is what I do it for. This is what I like to do. And he, then that's when he said, like, yeah, you said you wanted, I, I wanted to go home, but then you said we needed to stay, and it worked out, and you got a buck. And then, uh, of course. Damn, that's epic. Yeah, it was super It was wow. super epic in the back of the truck. It was, like, one of the coolest dad hunting moments I've had where the kid realized, like, if we would have went home, that buck wouldn't have come out. We wouldn't have shot it, and uh, we wouldn't have got the meat, you know, because in his mind, he know, he understands that I kill bucks, but I have it instilled in him. And we eat so much damn deer meat. Like, no, there's no burger in my house. Literally no hamburger in my house. Right. Unless we're making, like, cheeseburgers, but we don't really eat cheeseburgers ever. So it's literally, <laughs> like, deer burger or nothing. And uh, he that's just, like, what he knows. And it was he understands that, but then he's like, okay, you got a buck, and that's what you keep saying that you're trying to do is get a buck. Because he sees me shoot does, like, every year, doe, a couple does, you know what I mean? But yeah. It, he know he's understanding that it's special when it's buck because that's what you're putting all this time in. And, uh, you know, I ask him, you think that's a big buck? He goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's a big buck. And I'm like, well, that's not as big as we want it. But I, I didn't say that to him. You know, I, I was just, you know, I was super jacked. I mean, I was. I, oh, was, yeah. I was super yeah. jacked. And I'm, I'm super proud of the deer, all the work that I put in to be able to hunt that property, the time – on the wagon blind, the food plot, the hanging the stands, the running the cams, the damn bird houses, which are such a pain <laughs> in the butt. I don't think people understand like how much work the damn bird houses are. It's ridiculous. Like that was so but that's what you do when you got a place to hunt. You do whatever it takes to hunt. And, and uh that's what I was telling Rainer like I he understands that I don't own the ground. I just have permission, and I got permission by doing the work to go out there. Yeah. And uh, uh, we got we got it back, and of course the cousin, the ne- that my nephews want to see it, you know. So I drive it down there, and 
Rainer's telling the story of like <laughs> how it happened to my my nephew. He's two years older, so he'd be six, you know, or seven. He's seven, so he's telling him the story, you know. He's like, "Yeah, Dad said there was a buck, and then he opened the window and went, chick, chick. but I didn't go, chick, chick, but he just." <laughs> automatically thought that and then boom you know and then he Dad's got out him. there loading the shot yeah in. he got him <laughs> and uh he's like and then you know we went out there and i helped him drag it out and he's in the back of the truck like lifting the head up and like look at this and it's he'd been punctured in the cheek low and it's it had swelled up over his eye so he actually still had an eye Oh, he did. Yeah, Ingram, but when Ingram kicked it out, like that was just all like the swollenness and pus mm. that had went over it. So that's the only reason I killed the deer is because it couldn't see out so of one had side. Had that been like super recent? He thought. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So it been took an antler to the to the jaw and swelled it up because when he caped it out, it had an eye underneath it there. Oh, okay. So um, that's cool. To, yeah, that, I mean that's cool to know at least because yeah. that thing looks smoked. Oh yeah, it looked like the eye was gone. It was gone. Yeah, completely gone. But. Then the next day, my wife asked me if I wanted to keep the kids. I think she went shopping. And I said, yeah, I'll take the two. I'll take Bladen and Rainer. And I was like, okay, we're going to take the buck. We're going to take it to the locker. Mm-hmm. We we had done the other two deer this year by ourselves at the helm. So we he'd seen me cut it up, seen me grind it. I said, okay, we're going to take this one to the locker. So I drove it down there. We caped it out. I explained that to him, like, okay, we're caping it out. We drove up to Ingram's, and Ingram had the supper for the hunters. Mm. We ate supper there, and uh, I told him, I said, now this is the guy that mounts him so we can save these memories forever, you know, and, and explain that process. And I think my kid understands it a lot better, and uh, it, it seems super epic to him that, like, we got it done. Like, it's just an epic feat right. because when we drove out, to the wagon blind this the yesterday so the wagon blind we had 70 mile an hour straight winds and it blew over and it's destroyed the wagon blind is gone um i'm gonna rebuild um and i'm gonna rebuild and tie anchor it down or something different area but it's just too good of an idea for us not to have um it's just more money is all it is but the memories are worth it so when we were out there at the wagon blind, he, you know, he could tell that I was upset and he said, it's okay, dad, we already got the, our buck. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, super bad. So ass. I was like, okay. You know, he, he's like, oh, it's okay. We got our buck. We got our buck already. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's like, we're lucky we got a deer already. Or I was like that, you know, that's super cool. But, uh, at, at least like at this point, you know, he like remembers mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I wanted like 20 years of getting yeah, deer. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm I wanted to see you shoot a deer and your brother and your ne- your other brother. I wanted yeah. everybody to shoot a deer out of that. You know what I mean? And that was like my goal. So I built it all treated, you know, like ra- house wrapped it. Like it was going to last. That was like the goal. You know what I mean? And we'd never seen any moisture in that thing when we were hunting. No. You know what I mean? It was yeah. solid and. The only thing we had to do was unfrost the outside of the yeah, window. Unfrost the outside of the window, and that which was like, we know in the first ten minutes we can get done. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the the wagon blind's done. Um, I have one epic memory. We actually wrote like the buck, yeah. the you know the name of it, you know what it was when I killed it, and we planned on doing that for twenty years. Like we <laughs> wanted a tally of like, well, shot this buck, this piece of ground because we can move this blind, you know, and. Yeah. 
well, I'll just rewrite it and or try we, to save we, that board. And we need to start it up higher. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, we don't kill enough stuff. To, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was my kill. It's pretty it's super special. It's actually probably it's got to be top two. It's close to freeze just because boy was there, wife was there. Um, really special. Um, it is the smallest deer that I've killed in six years, or it's longer than that, but six years that I can remember. Yeah. Um, so I mean, um, I went hunting Monday, Monday, and we had kind of talked about because we had had um, Bud Heavy on cam, and we had had this smaller eight on cam, and we were kind of talking about like we need to give these two a name because like. They're pretty frequent on cam. Um, Bud Light more in the north, Bud Heavy more in the south, and then Chaos is just kind of running both. Um, he seems to be more on like a mission when he's on cam, though. Uh, you can definitely tell Bud Heavy's wants to stay on the south, and Bud Light definitely wants to stay on the north. And so we're kind of talking about like trying to Nick come up with a name. Bud Heavy's just a big, tall, swaggy body. Eight pointers, he's got some mass to him. Um, Bud Light, you can tell he's he's not as old as a deer as Bud Heavy is, but he's got some potential. Um, he's a just a kind of a spindly eight mm-hmm. um, that we had wanted to pass, and uh, so I was like, "Well, we got two eights. I was like, we need like a heavy and a light, or a big and a small." type of name and I, I was just sitting there in the stand I was like well, we'll just name Bud Heavy and Bud Light and um, that'll be that'll be what we go with and Cody's like yeah yeah we can do that and then Cody Cody had a chance at Bud Light yeah so I was checking cam I was checking cams that Friday of shotgun and um, Bud Light was on a scrape and I was on the phone with Cody when I was checking it and there's literally nothing couple does uh, we got this half rack spike running around. There's this forked horn that is just tearing Brutal. everything up. I mean, I got a hundred pictures of that you, deer. You check a cam, that guy's gonna be on it. I mean, yeah. it's literally just the same bracketed four point. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, you're gonna know it. Things rocking my data plan like a mug. <laughs> and then, like, you see like thirty pictures of him, and then you get Bud Light on cam, and I was like, whoa! I was like, what do we got here? And like it, it took me took me by surprise. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I went through the sequence of pictures, and he hit the scrape and gave us all the angles. Like, oh yeah, that that's Bud Light. And then um, I mean, it's not like it's not like he's a tiny deer. He's no, a nice he's, deer. He's yeah. a decent deer, but he's just like not what I, you know, not what I had shot the last six years and. Um, like for a lot of people get that on cam, they're like shooter, you know, especially in this area, that's like the borderline right there. That's yeah. the edge of shooting. And, and we, we had, we knew that the neighbor had bucked out, um, mm-hmm. shot like a 163 or something. Um, and then he shot a two and a half year old earlier, he said. So he had went out, um, during gun season, filled his two doe tags. So we're like, okay, there's going to be no pressure on the North, no pressure on the South. Mm-hmm. We're going to be pretty solid you know just depending on the rest of the damage we do during season is what'll what'll live and what'll what what won't live so um 
But, w- but lights no more. I was going to say, yeah. like, <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to go into, like, maybe identifying the deer or it, it just, like, such a split decision because I had come into that last year. Like, I mean, I literally thought I had, like, 8 to 11-inch G2s on the deer I seen because his head was down all about that angle. Mm-hmm. He was coming in. He had his head down, had his nose down. When you when you just look and then, like like you always say, we, we just go into kill mode. Like, you just don't look at that rack anymore. And... I, just, I know that I might have seen that deer a total of 10 seconds. And, like, when a lot of people say, oh, it was it was 10 seconds. And then they look at the footage, and it was, like, a minute. Yeah. I literally opened the window or looked past the curtain, shooter, closed it, opened the window, scoped him, closed the window. So maybe 25 seconds. You know what I mean? So and- after the first scope, I automatically knew in my mind that, that was chaos coming out of the north bedding, working that right. edge, just like we seen him do. You know, he's coming in, and I thought he was just going to work that edge and go straight to, like, where the mobile is. Like, we got a bunch of pictures of him going over there and hitting that scrape. Okay, he's right. working the cedar edge. He's going to come over there, hit that, you know, hit that corner and go south. And I'm like, well, I'm going to kill him right here. When I open the window, he's on a run. And at that point, you're like, okay. Dude, I would have freaked if I would have seen him on the run like that. Yeah. I would have freaked. Yeah, like it's like literally you right now you choose whether you're shooting this deer or it's leaving. You know what I mean? And you've chased this deer for two years. You got a bunch of truck and pictures, like the number one target buck on your farm. Right. And you got like literally five seconds to decide if it actually is and if you're actually going to shoot. If it. you're going to shoot or not. <laughs> and I've seen that swooping main beam and I said, that is him 100% without a doubt. Boom. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like. I mean, I shot the deer on a slow, like, the ending of his run. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was it was so quick. Like, when you're looking at a deer, and he's running away, too. Oh, yeah, they're always bigger, yeah. They looked bigger and 100 yards, but uh, just absolutely dropped him. Even on the ground, when I looked at him, I'm like, oh, that's chaos. And the body, he had a big body. Like, I... Talk about I, the heart. Talk about the yeah, heart. Yeah, I've, I've said it I don't know how many times on this podcast. I am absolutely just not good at aging deer. I cannot look at a picture and just say that's a four-year-old or that's a three-year-old, that's a five-year-old. I just can't do it because I feel like what we've learned on this podcast, like with Clint's buck being, what, 175? One one eighty one, decent body on it. One eighty one, and it's, and three it's and a half. three, yeah, three and a half. You know what I mean? And that's a typical frame. They ain't like kickers. That's time length and mass that got this buck there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a ten pointer, right? Eight, eight. Is an eight? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that makes it even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's an eight. As a three and a half, that's you know an absolute giant mega. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Oscar that we learned on this. You know yeah. who is body doesn't look like that it doesn't look that old he's giant body uh, i don't know man that nocturnal picture we shared on tuesday of that week yeah dude his neck is he's giant dude his but neck's like, gotta be like 32 inches but I mean, would you just, think that that's a, a nine-year-old eight-year-old deer would you think that's like a five or six deer that's just in his prime i would say like seven 
seven. I would think that was like a five or six year old deer that is just in its prime. I wouldn't think that it's a nine year old deer. No, I would yeah. think like a nine year old deer would be like Super this deer is going to be getting skinny, skinny yeah, going to be going down. So I, I honestly cannot age deer. I just can't do it. No, I, after this, like, because we're getting we're getting the pre result of the actual. Yeah. Estimate from mm-hmm. Ingram. Yeah. And I feel like he sees a lot of deer, so yeah. I, feel, I feel like he knows what he's doing. So he didn't see the body. He just seen the teeth. Yep. And the teeth came back, and I, th- I want to wait until we get them aged, and then I'll say what he said and what actually happened. But I took the heart from this deer and the heart from my Missouri deer and put them side by side, and this deer's heart was double. It, I mean, it, yeah. was, it was gigantic. Easy. And I was blown away by that. Didn't have a crazy big body, but was pretty big, and we we thought three and a half all all day. Yeah, but uh, Ingram doesn't think three and a half, so we're gonna we're gonna. It'd be cool to see what it is, because it it's either gonna be like okay, well it's three and a half, and I can kind of age stuff, or if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong on this deer, I will never age another deer in my whole entire life unless I have trail cam pictures, because I cannot do it. I cannot do it honestly. Yeah. Like someone messaged you a picture. They do it to us quite a bit. <laughs> How old do you think this deer is? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just going to have to honestly say, like, sometimes I like, you know, I'm saying, well, I don't really know, but to me it looks like this. I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to be like, man, I'm not good at aging deer. I'm sorry. I apologize because to, I can't do it. To people who don't even ask, like, what region of the country that deer's from, mm-hmm. it's just a, f- a mistake right off the get-go. Yeah. Like, you have to, because there's different... Well, just, you've seen them the just body like in, in the heart. Uh, yeah, you've you seen know, the body in the Missouri deer. You're, you're like in the body. Yeah, you're dragging that deer around like it's mm-hmm. a small doe here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, for not even to ask which part of the country the deer is from mm-hmm. is a mistake. Um, yeah, I, just off the get go, and then past that, like, I'm with Cody. Like, apparently, I'm not worth a shit either. So, yeah, I'm I'm no good at it. Uh, I expect I, I want, I'm excited to get this one back because then I'm gonna be like, okay, do I kind of know what a three and a half year old looks like, or am yeah. I just completely absolutely lost? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, that body and that rack, and eh, just screams three and a half, four and a half all day. So I mean, just go back to my encounter with sunshine on October 25th. Like we got sunshine, you know, 15 yards from the tree evergreen that we're posted up in that we can't really see out of cody's hand holding the camera gets it like a foot and a half from his body to get the picture of him you know and sunshine's looking back at us he bounces out in the food plot goes out there does coming in from the opposite side she bounces down in there um and then sunshine just standing there and you know we don't know it's sunshine at this point because he had his head down when he come out of the grass. And I was like, Oh dude, that's a, that's a big deer. You know, it's a, it's a shooter coming another deer. We're trying to pass on this property. And, um, you know, we had to give him like the, we had to, we had to see him on, see him in person, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought it was a, I didn't know it was him. And, um, that body looked forward to it. Yeah. He's standing out there in the food plot. Looked just like the buck I shot. Dude, yeah. huge body. Like, I took a still I took a mm-hmm. still picture of him. G- giant body. Like, they talk about that front shoulder being nice and big and round where the brisket ties in, you know, a little dip in the back. Like, dude, that, that body looks four and a half. His mm-hmm. rack doesn't quite match four and a half. 
either way, like I was going for it, you know. And but some guys would just be like, oh, three and a half. Oh yeah, just, I'm like, I just I don't know, understand how you have no picture data of anything. You have you've never seen the deer in person. You can just say, ah, oh, it's three and a half. They'll just look at the rack and be like, oh, it's three and a half. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know what it is. That's what I'm saying. But I can't honestly say, oh, that's a three and a half year old. No. Does that deer need to go another year? Yeah, we could say that. Like, yeah, yeah we could probably give him another year, see what he turns into. We agree right. with that. But on the age front, me and homie, we don't know a lot about deer, obviously, or deer hunting. Um, but we can't age. That's like the worst thing we got going. Just like last year when I put a picture of chaos up, people yeah. were saying three and a half. Four and a half. There's some five and a half on yeah. there. And then when I put the other picture and cut his rack off, five and a half, six and a half. <laughs> I was like, what? It's the same deer. It's the exact same yeah. deer. And people were like, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, that was the purpose of the, you know, the experiment. It's the right. same deer, literally the same night, different angle picture. <laughs> and you get, there's two years difference there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean, that whole agent thing, like, it's fun to do. It's fun to think about, but until you get that that deer down and and you know actually send it in to a to a laboratory, mm-hmm. not like your deer check in or anything yeah. like that. I mean, because like them people, like in Missouri, like the no. people checking the deer check in, like that yeah. is that's a joke. So in a nutshell, we're gonna send it off, see what we get, and we'll go from there, and then we'll see if our our conclusions of what the deer are is right if it's wrong it doesn't matter in the end whether you shoot it or not in my mind but if you're trying to grow a bigger deer to give a deer one more year that you think can survive in the area you know why not you know what i mean like, so how many times have you got a deer and then encountered even like the next year because for me it's really slim yeah it's and just slim. like in my early bow hunting years like i was really passing you know, solid 125s to 135s, just trying to, like, get that, because I felt like them deer needed that. When they were in bow range, and, like, I could have had probably 15 to 20 kills under my belt, and I was, you know, trying to do the right thing, and then next year, you don't get any encounters, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you you don't even see that deer from the stand on trail cam or nothing. I think it's depending on farm and area, because... Like, I've had a lot of deer that are I get history with back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, the nine-pointer I killed two years ago, I passed him the year before. Um, I still think he was five that year, but hell, I don't I don't know. That's the biggest <laughs> body deer I've ever killed. That nine-pointer, he was way bigger than Freeze, way bigger than the 10, way yeah. bigger than Homeboy. I think Homeboy was three and a half all day. I think he was three and a half. I don't know. But the more and more I look at deer, I think he was three and a half. His sheds, he's got seven his, and a half inch bases, <laughs> but I still think he's three and a half. His sheds look like two and a half now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just like like he gained forty inches as a three and a half year old. You know what I mean? Pretty sick. But it's dead deer. He's a dead three and a half year old. Just <laughs> looks, like this. Looks this, sick on the wall. This like this buck. He's a dead buck, and uh, I'm super jacked to to put him down and create that memory with my family, my kid. Um, literally first hunt my kids ever been on his whole entire life, got a buck down and he got to go up there and, and do the whole track and get him in the truck and go to the locker, go to the taxidermist, the whole process. Um, he got to experience that. So, um, it was super cool. Um, and, uh, 
you know, he gets he he gets to eat that deer now, and he's he's asking, "What deer is this? What deer is like? You know, like <laughs> we're making jerky today." He goes, "Is this the buck? This the deer we the buck we killed?" I said, "No, this is the Missouri buck." He goes, "Oh, okay, okay." Right. So he's he's like asking which ones which, you know, and that's that's cool to me. You yeah. know, he understands the process, and whether he wants to do it when he gets older, cool. If not, I will tell you right now. Um, he's further than I was at 16 of understanding yeah, what deer are and, you know, what, what to do and understanding that you got to set in a stand to kill a deer. You can't wa- be walking around, sit here for two hours, walk around, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, uh, we hope you enjoyed getting caught up. Um, right now we took some time for Thanksgiving and with the family and, uh, we're going to start going after it hard again. I'm going to tackle the urban public. Homies still got a shotgun season. We still got three bucks on private that are live and kicking and doing well that are shooters. More like kicking our ass. Yeah, that's <laughs> we get our ass kicked every year. So <laughs> nothing new. But uh um and we still we got the other public late season. Still got a lot of season left to go. Um we're not throwing in the towel by any means. Um if I get another buck down it'll be an epic year. So that would we'll be just sick. we'll just see what happens. It's gonna have to be something pretty nice. 140 or better. <laughs> I'll kill a 115 while I'll get jacked up. Kill 115. <laughs> be super be jacked. Sweet. But, uh, all right, guys, uh, get out there. Take your kids out, man. Like I said, mine's four and he made it. So it, those six year olds, all that, take them out, squirrel hunting, whatever you can do, leave a legacy and wipe the legacies out. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.